Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from. Put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry. Be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to head cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest. A uh, friend of mine I know, I was just telling Brent from the Chicago improv comedy community up here. We did stuff at Second City, right? Did yes. Classes that's correct. there? Yeah. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Rachel Karras, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for coming on. That's good. And then we we reconnected recently. You reached out for the uh, Women's Film Festival and invited yeah. me, invited me to come down and do a, some script readings, which uh, was a lot of fun. It was the first time I'd gotten out and really done anything on stage or anything in front of people for a while. So. Yeah, totally. That was a lot of fun. I that was my first time kind of being like a full blown casting director for something and it was really fun to walk into the room and be like I can't I brought all of these people together like this is awesome and a lot of people said the same thing of like I haven't like I haven't really done anything since COVID I haven't performed or anything so I feel like it was a good way for us all to dip our toes back into that world so yeah that was a lot of fun thank you for thank you for reading no thanks for having me that was a good time how'd you get involved yeah, in was. that have you have you uh done stuff with them in previous years uh, yeah, so I'll, this is, I feel like it's a funny story. So I, their last year was their first year in Chicago, the comedy film festival, women's comedy film festivals actually based and started in Atlanta. Okay. And then last year they partnered with Second City and uh, to bring in actors because they wanted to do a film festival in Chicago. So I got contacted by like Second City just through I don't know, all of those different like email distribution lists I signed up for of like, yeah, I'll be a reader, like <laughs> just one of those. They reached out and asked if I wanted to do it. I said yes. Um, and then I did it. I did the event and it was awesome. And like, I just want to preface with saying like they were really accommodating or not accommodating, but like really open to the feedback I gave them, which was at the end of the festival, I was kind of looking around and being like, this is really disappointing that there are white actors reading for black people of color written parts mm -hmm. and this is like almost in a, a, a whole room full of white people in chicago like we're we're not in kansas <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean like this isn't the wyoming comedy film festival it's chicago so like what's going on here so i i sent an email and was like hey like thank you so much for having me be a part of the festival i really enjoyed it i just wanted to say like 
was a little disappointed in the uh, casting and, and, you know, blah, 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 everything I just said of like white actors reading for black parts. And then I just said, like, here are some resources for casting calls that I look at and like that I that are, you know, in the community of Chicago for you guys to use next year. And they're like, great. Awesome. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to tell us this. And then in like April of this year, I got an email from them saying like, Hey, Rachel, thank you so much for helping to, uh, for volunteer, for volunteering to help us cast this year's festival. Like, <laughs> I was like, now, is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, well, you know, fuck it. Like I'll do it. I've, I've, I know a lot of, you know, I feel pretty well connected to the scene here still. So sure. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah. And that led to me asking you to come read some silly parts for the film festival. <laughs> That's hilarious. They're like, you know what? Why don't you just do it? <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, you know what? You got your yeah. She's our boots on the ground girl. Like it was, you know, it was smart. It's good to use someone that's in this, you know, in the scene and in the city that they're casting in. So it was a lot of fun. Corey, Corey only reads for white people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. To be clear. <laughs> yeah. One guy. One of the scripts I read was just a guy like, I, I, I didn't have a whole lot of lines, but the whole thing was about the women in his office realizing that he doesn't wash his hands after he pees. So then, so then they just imagine that his dick is everywhere. And the whole show is basically just them like freaking out that his dick is all over the place. So yeah, that's hilarious. Like on the coffee maker just everywhere. Yeah. The water cooler. Yeah. And one of the women ends up spiraling and realizes that like she shook his hand and then went home and then petted her dog and her dog licked her hand. And she was like, Oh no, my, my poor dog. Like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah yep yep you nailed it you did a great job Corey. <laughs> that was a lot of fun it was, it was a fun script uh but what about you brent what have you been up to since i, I talked to you last week um i turned 40 oh what? yeah yeah that was cool i wish Yay. you happy birthday on your birthday but again happy belated birthday now yeah thanks yes, yeah happy that, birthday it, yeah for those of you not 40 it feels the same yeah, <laughs> it doesn't feel any different, like at all. Awesome. It's just the number is kind of maybe scary. It just it, that's yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw a great, I saw a good movie that I think won a bunch of awards. Call, I, I told you about it, Corey, called Coda. Uh huh. Yeah. Have you heard about oh. this movie, Rachel? Yeah, yeah, I haven't haven't seen it, but I remember that name. Like that. Yeah, was yeah. Big, well, I watched one. an interview with the cast, um, and. The son in it, who's been deaf his entire life, told the funniest deaf guy story I've ever heard. And Corey, uh, Corey's told me a lot of funny ones. And because um, because my dad, my dad is deaf for Rachel and anybody who listening, yeah. okay, anybody, li- I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. just have a stockpile of stories about deaf guys. I, I, right. I grew up with a deaf guy, so yeah. he only reads deaf scripts. I um, yeah. And in that story, the guy said that 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 um. He asked his mom one day, turn up the volume in the car so I can, you know, feel the vibration, right? And the, mm-hmm. the, the volume wasn't good, right? So the mom went and redid her entire stereo system in her car for her son, which is fucking awesome. That is awesome. So he goes to the grocery store one day with his mom. He's sitting in the car. Mom goes in. He sticks, he sticks around in the car, and he's going to try out the new stereo, right? And I mean, like, it is like boom, boom, boom. It's this huge bass infused, you know, stereo system. Uh-huh. And he is like jamming out, he's saying in this, and like old people are like walking past, like looking in the car and he's like dancing at the old people, you know? 
And like 15, 20 minutes goes by, right? He's just like jamming out to this amazing feeling all over his body. Mom gets in the car and turns to him and goes, why are you listening to NPR so loud? <laughs> that's that's yeah, hilarious. That was like so funny. <laughs> okay. Because this is my jam. I love the news. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine. Like... Anyway, that movie Coda is really good. I recommend it. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's really funny. I, I used to do like the, the the NPR like morning wake up or I don't know they have like a 10 minute news segment like every morning they just give you like 10 minutes of like here's what you've missed in the week of national and like global headlines um but even just 10 minutes was just becoming too much like during the pandemic I was like I'm I can't even do just 10 minutes of this it's, it's too depressing <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like I've been on a uh I mean I've had peaks and valleys I feel like but since Trump well, before, when I lived in Indiana, I worked at a nonprofit that did like grassroots, like I was very involved in like very, like paying a lot of attention to the news and stuff like that, just because yeah. it, it, it was like my job. Um, yeah. And I was around people who were, you know, but especially yeah. like, man, after Trump got elected, I, there was a period of time where I was like, I can't, I don't, I can't read anything. Like I can't, I, like, yeah, you know, for sure. Cause it was just like, it was just nonstop every day. There was a new like breaking news new headline it's just exhausting yeah yeah it's almost so, like you didn't want to get used to it yeah 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 sense. seriously yeah i feel like i really haven't ingested much news since the insurrection like since since january 6th I'm, i've that was just like it. i'm like i'm tapped out yeah <laughs> goodbye <laughs> goodbye reality i'm i'm out of here <laughs> yeah See, lately, ever since they like raided Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago, whatever, and like since which I'm and I'm still like in most of me is like, you know what? Throughout Trump's entire administration, you were like, surely he can't do this. Surely he can't get away with this. Like, surely this is one step too far. And consistently for four plus years, Mm -hmm. it was proven again and again, like, oh, no, apparently he can just do that. No one cares and no one's going to stop him. He can just do whatever. Uh, so I have a very like cautious, uh, you know, every, everything I'm hearing now is like, okay, maybe, maybe, oh man, it would be so great if there were some kind of like consequence or something, but still, yeah. but, but still most of me is like, man, yeah, but probably not, you know? Yeah. I'd like, I don't want to think about consequences cause I don't want to get set up for disappointment when he doesn't face any. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? If he did though, like, There'd be like the the worst rioting of like the stupidest people in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously. People like, very entertaining and like scary at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for real. For yeah. real. <laughs> but anyway, so we were talking about. So what else have you been up to, Rachel? Get the president out of jail. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the president. Defund the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, that killed me. Defund the FBI. I'm like, I, I want there to be a riot because then the armed forces are going to be the ones that come in and stop them. And I'm like, all right, guys, now what are you going to do with the precious freaking military is the ones trying to stop you right. from rioting. Right. Do you, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you support the soldiers, right? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, the right? whole, like, pro-Second Amendment to fight out, like, there's such a, I don't know, it requires such cognitive dissonance to be like, 
back the blue, but defund the FBI, but also right. don't tread on me, but I support our troops, but also right. nobody can tell right. me, but I, I got my yeah. second amendment to fight the government when they come. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. yeah, just all over the place. Oh, like, yeah. which, what is it, man? It's, <laughs> you're all over the place. Do you guys watch, um, uh, oh, crap, um, why would I bring this up if I can't remember? Um, the Daily Show, there's that one, there's a correspondent that specifically does, like, he talks to, tr- he goes to Trump rallies. Brent, you know. Yes, okay. thank you. I was about yeah. to say Jordan Peele, and I was like, that's not right. It's <laughs> not Jordan Peele. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His are incredible. Like, you know his, who Rachel's his... talking about, Corey? Yeah, he, he had his own show for a little while, didn't he? Jordan Kepler? Mm, maybe. I, I don't know. know if it was... If it was his own show or just oh. maybe Comedy Central did like a spinoff or something, but it was just like through the Daily Show, he would do episodes of like going to Trump rallies. I mean, he was at the the insurrection and then like, and you like kind of see the moment where they're like, okay, we got to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> even though this is like literally historical, like we, we got to yeah. go. We're not safe. Right. Wild. There's a guy, on, there's a YouTube channel called Channel 5 with Andrew Callahan. Okay who's very good and does similar things, but just doesn't do like the, the comedic snapback. He, he lets, he lets the, the people just be, be weird themselves. Yeah. He's got really good yeah. editing as well. But nice. yeah, channel five. It's, it's really good. Andrew Callahan. Nice. He just Check lets him, just lets him go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I look just to make sure I was thinking of the right guy. Yeah. I know. I do know Jordan. Klepper, and he he had his own show, but it, it lasted for less than a it lasted for less than a year. So I don't. He's I, very witty. It's yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. He's a I mean, he's like at that trickery. Well, and all he's doing is like listening. Like he, all he does is just listen to them very intently, and then just like spell back their logic to them in a very simple and sarcastic yeah. way. Right. Like yeah. you know I mean, like he's not like reinventing the wheel. Wheel. He just listens to them and just like very sarcastically is like oh okay so you think this explain this to me and then it, like you said brent yeah. just lets them like run themselves into their own you know dig Definitely. their own graves i, I think so he's fucking funny absolutely yeah, yeah i think he's he's i know that he's like waiting for buzzwords buzz responses yeah totally like a certain <laughs> like, okay now i say this they say this i say this you're yeah. reminding me yeah. of um have you, you know the comedian um nathan Fielder, Felder. He had a TV show on Comedy Central called Nathan for You. Oh mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. So like he would go on like even like a talk show to promote Nathan for You and do a Nathan for You thing where he would <laughs> he would have he he went to Conan and had a backup guest in case he sucked. Okay. So he brought out he had Susan Sarandon, <laughs> right, the most amazing lady actress, just sat next to him and said nothing. That's and while he had this boring interview, it was a great bit. But he does this new show now. Um, where it, 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 this setup is like he's helping people like kind of come out of their shells and be better people or whatever. And this man contacted him and was like, I need some help telling my friend that I've been, I've been lying about my degree. Like he did, he said he had a doctorate. He maybe had a bachelor's. Okay. <laughs> and so, so Nathan comes to his apartment and they're talking. And after a while, Nathan goes, I need to, I, I need to admit something to you. We've had this conversation over 370 times and he's like what and what they did was they took a warehouse and they built this dude's apartment in the warehouse they figured out how to get into his um they figured out the layout of his apartment by pretending there was a gas leak somewhere and some men went in and mapped out his entire apartment. they built it 
to scale, right? Okay. And then they hired a man that looked as much like this other man as possible, and through video of, of the of the workers and, and talking to them, tried to match his personality. And then Nathan would like over and over again, over and over again, like have the same conversation, conversate like, and learn like these little things and tricks. Or so, like the Jordan guy, like he says this, oh, I wow. say that. Yeah, yeah, had like down to little jokes and whatnot, huh. and it was insane. Anyway, I won't spoil it. So they're like little twenty-five minute episodes, but like what? This it's it's bananas. Like the preparation that goes into it. Oh, I gotta check that out for sure. <laughs> yeah, that sounds wild. <laughs> yeah. Also, well, I want to ask you, Rachel, what else you've been up to comedy wise? And I know uh, we we talked a little bit earlier about we had uh, your friend, our mutual friend Meg, on mm-hmm. last week to yeah. talk about Daniel isn't cool. real. Yes, uh, Daniel's not real. Is that, Daniel's that not real. Yeah, yeah. Daniel's mm-hmm. not real. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually haven't. So I actually have not been doing too much comedy wise lately. Um, I, you know, kind of in the same boat. The, the pandemic. I, you know, for a lot of people, it just kind of like, it just. I don't know. It just kind of stalled. It just kind of. I don't know. Yeah. I just kind of fumbled a little bit with it. So mm-hmm. and and also more importantly, like the institutions in Chicago, every, everywhere in in, like the theater scenes, you know, like everyone had a reckoning in the last two years, especially with like black lives matter. And at the height of that summer, especially in 2020, like every institution rightfully so was getting called out and uh, you know, kind of having their, their reckoning of how they've, you know, how they've treated their guests, performers, all of the above second city wasn't immune to that. So Mm. it kind of took the wind out of my sails with like, what I wanted to give second city. And I have just noticed like the theater scene in Chicago is still very fractured in my opinion of like what, what institutions are like worth the time and energy to invest in and just like, what are people doing? So yeah, to to answer your question, I've not been doing any comedy. So to not answer your question, but I have been (laughs) for the last year, I've actually been on a more serious note, I've been producing uh, a documentary. Um, so I've been the founder and creator of this documentary called The Gray Area. I've been working with a uh, a female-founded company here in Chicago. That's been my like production crew company. They've helped me with everything. They brought in a, a director for me, a producer, um, helped me find a crew, all that jazz. So that's been that's been a wonderful but different creative outlet for the past year nice. year plus. What's yeah. the, what's the documentary about? Can you tell us much about it or? Yeah, totally. Um, so just to give a content warning, this does involve uh, discussions of childhood sexual abuse. Um, if that's all right, if you guys are okay with me continuing to talk about that. I yeah. Yeah. If anybody's not comfortable cool. with that, maybe skip um, ahead, you know, five, 10 minutes in the podcast, but yeah, we're, yeah, you can, we're fine. Go ahead. Totally. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So the gray area is the nightmares of a child remembered through the eyes of an adult. So it is following the journey of an adult survivor of childhood sexual assault and how they're moving through their world now as they come to terms with what happened to them as a child. And a big focus of the documentary is about the survivor's journey of uh, trying to find justice and like, what does that look like when you are so far outside the statute of limitations and just like what resources are even available to you? Um, and how do you navigate that space as an, as an adult? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. And we, we want to bring in um, other survivors. We want to talk to, we want to try and talk to survivors 
all over the U.S. if we can, and even globally if we if you know we could find the resources for that to really kind of paint a broad picture of like just how pervasive the issue is and how uh, how long it can follow you into adulthood. Yeah, and and you know state by state, there's different laws. There's no universal law of you know how long someone has to be able to to report their abusers, you know, or to, you know, get justice, you can always report, but the chances of you having any sort of legal action on your side is usually slim to none. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I've been working on. Yeah. Yeah. So not exactly comedy, but a really important piece of work for sure. (laughs) No, that's fine. And if, do you want to, I can cut this out if not, but um, if you, do you want to share an email address or if anybody like hears this and is like, Oh, this, you know, might be interested in getting yeah. in touch with you. Uh, yeah. Let me make sure I give the right one real quick. I just want to make sure I uh, make sure I say the right. And just like the right fund the FBI at hotmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it is the gray area film at gmail.com. G R A Y. The gray area film at gmail.com. Okay, excellent. That sounds yeah. that sounds interesting. That's yeah, yeah. Because we are starting to, the process of like trying to find you know survivors that want to talk about their stories. So yeah, if anybody's listening and wants to share, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. This, this is only tangentially related, but uh, I Brent and I have talked about this recently. There's a documentary about uh, there was a doctor in Indiana who uh, did you hear about this guy? Who at, was it? Larry Nasser? I think that's the guy. Yeah, who like used his yeah. sperm instead of. Um, oh, oh, oh! Larry Nasser, I think, is the is the dude that was touching people in the Olympics. Oh, yeah, that's okay, the, sorry, different uh, thing. Yeah, because he also, I believe, based in Indiana. Um, so I was instantly like, oh, I know yeah. who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's there's more than corn and Larry La- Larry Nasser in Indiana, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but no, it's a, the, this guy, he was like a reproductive doctor and he used his own sperm, uh, like, like the entire time. The whole, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so there are hundreds yeah. and, and I found out there's a, there's a woman that I went to high school with that I, that was like one of the children. Uh, Ugh. and that's just like fucking wild that somebody could do that, would do that, like did yeah. do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, and especially like just anybody in a medical setting, you know, like that is supposed to be people that you should trust, should be able to trust without question. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you are at your most vulnerable of moments. Yeah. Like you know, Rachel, he, to... caused, he caused like um, like a medical situation for like the city. Oh, I'm sure. About that. Like oh, so yeah. many people were having baby like Oh wow! Right? Yeah. Like, dangerous. God. So, so, like, yeah, to, to like yeah. date someone. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, true. and is it like, like, like these women were not like? Did they go in trying to get pregnant? Like, was that the point of going to see him? I be- I believe so. Yeah, I think he was a he was like a fertility doctor, or whatever. A fertility he was, doctor. He, he was, okay, he knew that like, they, they were having yeah. 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 So like they knew that they were they were going in to get like. To, Get yes. Cement, yeah, know, that's yeah. Jesus. Oh my God. It'd be even worse if that weren't the case. If he was yeah. like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah no, he was. They they Whoa. he was help. They they were aware that he was like helping them uh, conceive, but they they didn't realize it was all his sperm. All of his. Yeah. Oh my God, that's wild. That's yeah. wild. There's like a whole town of like his. Oh, uh. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Oh man, oh that's that's yeah, that's awful. Yeah. And Indiana, what the fuck? I, yeah, what the, <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Indiana? That is uh, on a tying that into a more serious note. Something else that we've we've talked about with the gray area and like something that's really interesting to me is like if there was a way. It's it's so hard to, to think about how you would do this because it's very difficult for victims to come forward and talk about their you know their stories. So yeah. let alone just to get like data points from all of them is just very difficult but I've always been really curious about like if the gray area could get big enough where we could interview a survivor from every single state of the United States and see how how cases vary state by state one in how like the justice system responds to people who try to report their abuse and two just like what the data shows on on a state-by-state basis of like where are these children being abused? And are, are there certain populations and certain zip codes where this abuse occurs or is more likely to because of like X, Y, and Z, you know, just pulling all that information together and painting right. that map is really interesting, even though it's on such a fucked up subject, Yeah. <laughs> you know? but, but there may be a way to look at that data and possibly be able to understand like where intervention is like literally needed because there's a concentrated population of, people who are experiencing it you know what i mean yeah um but i have no idea how you'd go about that, <laughs> that <laughs> so, yeah that's interesting. Big... have you have you have you looked to see if there's any research i mean i'm sure there is research around like uh societal trends or like economic like whatever it might be oh yeah that, that yeah, seems sure. to uh, you know gr- yeah cr- create cause that kind of thing you know yeah, there's definitely some, and, and of course, like the, a lot of the things that you just mentioned, like economic, um, societal influences, um, economic, unfortunately, is like a really big part of it because it's usually like children who are uh, in an environment where maybe they have a single parent or there's just less resources available to them are going to be put in the hands of people they should not be, yeah. you know, charged with because of people are desperate to to find work or to, you know, provide for their family. So in turn, they actually turn their children to really abusive people. And it's not the parents' fault, of course, by any means. But yeah, there is, there's more research to be done on that for sure. I don't want to say too much because I don't like, I have some of that, but I've also been in like, we, (laughs) all of last year was like pre-production and research and stuff. And now we're back kind of ramping back up into production mode. So my mind has just been on like, can I find a sound person? Like, where's it? I need <laughs> right. a camera operator. Like those sort of things, um, which, which are really fun on the, the producing side of things. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be uh, interested to, to see that here and hear more about yeah. it when it comes out. So. Yeah. Um, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, okay. Well, this is, it's going to be a sharp pivot. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know that I have a good segue for this. Just end it uh, there. Yeah. Oh, actually you, okay. Here you go. You know who else attacks children? The tooth fairy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrible. I'm so, that's a terrible segue. Uh, oh, no, it's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> so the movie you brought us to watch tonight is 2003's Darkness Falls. Uh, which was not a movie I was aware of. So I want to ask you what what does Darkness Falls mean to you? Why 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 choose this movie? What 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 is it about this movie? I this was the first movie that 
scared the shit out of me. Okay. I was only like eight or nine years old when it came out. So I was so, it was so easy for me to believe this world of like seeing a tooth fairy and a villain that can only get you at night, which like as a kid, that's basically the only time that you're ever really alone. If Mm -hmm. you you have like sleep in a room by yourself or don't sleep with like your sibling or something like it's the only time you're ever truly alone and most vulnerable is at night in the dark. And that's exactly when this villain can get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, yeah, it just scared the shit out of me. Like yeah. it's, it's just that, that movie for me, you know, yeah. that's, I, that's interesting. And I'm curious, Brent, I, I kind of want to ask you, you made like, and it's the conversation we were just having and talking about like healthcare <laughs> providers and tr- trusting them implicitly. And you made me think of then, and I'm going to mention it now just because I want to talk about like movies that freaked us out when we were kids. But there, did you ever see a movie called Dr. Giggles or hear of this movie? Oh, that sounds so creepy, but no. No, no, there's another movie. Brent, I think there that there's a movie, I think maybe called The Dentist that's about a dentist, which is a similar thing. But Dr. Giggles is about a doctor who like, you know, puts you to sleep, puts you under or whatever, and then just like does terrible, you know, serial killer slasher type stuff, but no. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that on HBO when I was a kid. So wait, why is he called Dr. Giggles then? Does he use laughing gas or something? That would make sense. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Is he a clown? I feel like there's a clown <laughs> vibe to like this. Like he's like a pediatrician that wears the nose to make the kids oh. feel comfortable oh, and God. Then kills them. That'd be terrible. Right. I it's hope. Patch Adams too, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh Jesus. What what about yeah. you? What about you, Brent? Are there any like scary movies that come to your mind as like you know, formative, like freaked you out when you were a kid? Who was that question to? Yeah. Sorry, sorry oh can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just asking Brent if there were any hor- like horror movies that stand out in your yeah. mind as like freaking you the fuck out when you were a kid. Oh yeah, um definitely. Uh like I've always slept with the light on. Like <laughs> I'm right next to my bed right now and I've got this like book like that hangs on the side of my bed that like recharges yep. and I yep. I have it on the low setting. I just I always sleep with it on because the dark scares me. I think it stems oh. from the movie Child's Play. That movie oh. I watched way too young. I had my half yeah. brother, older half brother, he made me watch it with him. And it was so flipping scary to me that I had nightmares and trauma, like trauma even like at times. Uh, and watching it now though, it's, it's ridiculously silly. Right. <laughs> One of those things. That's how I felt about Darkness Falls. Like I, I haven't watched it since I was a kid and I watched it last week and I was like, kind of like, I mean, honestly getting like a little pit in my stomach of like, Oh my God. I gonna get scared like this movie scared the shit out of me I hope like I wonder if it holds up like is this actually gonna be scary yeah if it's not it was, <laughs> it was not scary <laughs> yeah spoiler alert it was not <laughs> no not, I was not really. expecting like, scary like I was like waiting for the jump scare through a lot of the first part of the movie yeah right there were there were yeah there were just a couple yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was I I watched this, I was very glad that I watched this movie with both of my daughters uh, because we were cracking up the whole time. We were like it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun watching it with my daughters cuz we were just like losing it the whole time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that. When he goes to visit the kid in the hospital for the first time, the kid's like I thought 
when you grow up, right, you you stop getting scared of the dark. And I wanted to be like, no. No, yeah. 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 Also, can we talk about that kid? (laughs) His accent, first of all, just like this, like, I, I was like, is this kid trying to be like a New Yorker? But it's like the little kids who can't say their Oz, you know? Like, but I just was like, is there like a New York accent here or something? But right. He just, there's just this one cut where he like looks at his sister and he just is like, we're all gonna die. Like, this kid is the most ominous, fucked up little right. kid. Yeah, we're all gonna die. He just well, says like the worst things yeah. at the worst yeah. moment. Well, and at one point he's like, He's like, sometimes I think it would be easier to just close my eyes and let her take me away than to be this scared all the time. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, kid. Mm-hmm. Like, heavy shit. You know yeah. what's interesting is that there's probably like a casting director that like knows, like opens <laughs> up their file of kids with that exact like speech impediment or like that accent. vibe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there were like 10 of those little kids in a room. Yeah. And they were like, am I going yeah. to die? Like, <laughs> somebody just had to sit and listen to these kids deliver this line all day long like <laughs> yeah yeah literally well, yeah and he, and when he's being wheeled to the um with the mri machine or the whatever the machine is and he, oh. he's he's so resigned he's just like he's like you know if, yeah. you, if you put me in there she's gonna get me i'm gonna die and, and but he's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. listen this is your choice i'm either way i'm just i'm exhausted yeah. you know yeah, that guy yeah, wasted like, so many resources. He was a waste. They had look where they had him. They had an entire like hospital wing dedicated to the boy who can't go to sleep. Right. And they're like, we're gonna yes. put him in a sensory deprivation tank, and then they just put him in an MRI machine. That's not even that's not even what that is. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be a sensory right. deprivation. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, but it wasn't one. It well, was an MRI machine. Also, so like, okay, so like. Our our dentist villain, which bitch, whatever, like she can just get into like any dark space, like she can just magically appear in a closet or in a fucking MRI machine, even yeah. though every part of the hospital that she would have to get into to get to the machine is lit up, but the inside of the machine is dark, so she can just magically get in there. <laughs> right. Well, and and see, and like, for for me, I was like, I just kept going back to, I was like, where's the because there's no true like this is light and this is dark. Everything oh, everything yeah. is just shades of like how much light is getting there and being <laughs> reflected to your eyes, right? So I was right, like Right. And especially like the scene where they're jumping down the stairwell and she like snags them out of midair. You know. Yeah. I was like I was yeah. like like what how much light? Like how many photons have to be in an area for it for it to be too much for her, you know? Like Right, right. No, I agree. But yeah, but somehow like with and then like yeah, the stair scenes just in general, one, that was just ridiculous. It was like a whole freaking flight of stairs that they're like, We're gonna jump down and be fine. Yeah. Um, and then the kid grabs this one resourceful move. It's not resourceful, he grabs a glow stick. Yeah. And oh, a yeah. glow stick is supposed to shield two people from her right. in the dark. Yeah. Such yeah, there were I feel like more most of the time I was like yelling at the TV being like, You're in the dark. <laughs> They're in the dark right now. They are not in the light. Why isn't she getting them? Right. Like the opposite. Just grab them. Yeah. What, and I yeah. like, and I, I, I thought toward the end of the movie, I was like, I was like, it's really not that hard to stay out of the dark. Like I find, I find it more difficult to get into the dark and away from light in my day to day life. You know, like, sure. 
Yeah. I'm not struggling to stay out of, but like every lantern they had, every flashlight, like every battery died in like 10 minutes, right. you know, like, and even I like, yep. what, like the hospital shuts down and he's like, how much time do we have on these emergency lights? And the nurse, for some reason, who is like also the hospital electrician, maybe I guess mm-hmm. she's like, mm-hmm. oh, we only, the elect, the emergency lights are only going to last for a couple minutes. I was like, mm-hmm. what? Why? This is Why? the worst Why? hospital ever. Yeah, I was like, worst the, hospital ever. No wonder that kid is not surrounded by anybody. No one wants to fucking go to the janky hospital. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, like these nurses that like didn't ever address anyone's wounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, so, something I like. Something, something I like that started right from the beginning is I like it when horror movies they give you an uneasy feeling about the setting. Mm. I'm sorry, the time and place. Like, at first, I didn't really understand what year it was or mm-hmm. that. And then I was like, oh, wait, they're wearing, like, clothes from, like, maybe the late 70s. And then yeah. you go into the kid's room when he's a kid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Kyle's room? Mm-hmm. Is that right? When he's a kid? Yeah. And he's got that weird green glowing alien head. Yeah. And I immediately was yes. thinking, that wasn't a toy from back then. Like, that's out, yeah. of, that's so, that's out of place. But it, it's I think it's on purpose. And then, of yeah. course, at the end of the movie... And with the little boy who's in the ward, right? He, it shows him safe in his bed, and he's got a green, a very dark green light, light in the back. Oh, yeah. I think I missed. I think I missed that like parallel. <laughs> okay. I missed that one. Nice. But that did. I that first scene I think is probably the one that like scared me the most is when the mom gets when the mom is killed. Yeah, like just that. Yeah. Oh my god! And like I like I overall I think this movie is pretty bad but there were some pretty good shots yeah. there were some good <laughs> shots in that first bit where like he's like sitting in the bathtub and stuff and she's just like above the door trying like waiting for him to come out like Ooh! yeah <laughs> and her yeah her like cape or whatever is billowing yeah yeah, yeah. And, like she also didn't make the same sound i feel like every time we heard her it was a different like hiss or growl or whatever like she, yeah. <laughs> there was like no consistency to her like the sound of her her i don't know yeah villain i don't know <laughs> well and and that like weird rasping sound she did what well, my daughters and i came to the conclusion that Cause they, they were like, why is she only after Kyle? Like if she, if she's like getting revenge on the town. So we figured out she must be going into every kid's bedroom. Like, ah, ah, try, yeah. like trying yeah. to wake them up, like right in their face. Yeah. And every kid in the city, except for Kyle is just like, just like, <laughs> just like sleeping, snoring away. Has horrible sleep apnea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just like, out to the world. Yeah. So Kyle's the only kid waking up to this witch. Yep. Weren't the rules? Weren't the rules like if you saw her, yeah, then she would be after you. Was yeah, that, that was a. It it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that you dislike the movie, Rachel, because I, I, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "This movie sucks," but it's going to be awesome to make fun of it later. And then maybe when I watched it the whole way through, I was like, "Fine." Yeah, me. totally. No, I know. Like, I yeah, it was just like that first instinct of like, oh, I remember this movie scaring the shit out of me yeah. and I haven't watched it since. So yeah, no, it is, it is very bad. And yeah, the, the lack of consistency, like that police, uh, 
police station scene where she scene where she literally takes out the entire police <laughs> force of this town. Yeah. I was like, did any of these people actually look at her or is she just like saying like fuck it? Like I just I'm done. <laughs> right. Like it's everyone like, needs to go. You're in the dark. Wild you gotta West go. Saloon shooting everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. when the funny yeah. they, um, they're like shooting all the lights out. Like she's she's hitting them to shoot like the cops keep shooting the lights and she's she's just flying above them like defund the police defund the police yeah yeah the the tooth fairy lady was really weird like in the elevator scene the tooth fairy knew how the elevator worked from above yes right another one i was like oh god she's supposed to be like 400 years old or something like that <laughs> yeah 100 percent. i think that watching it back this time but that scared me the most was the idea of having to get out of that elevator and just being like oh my god what if it just slices you like yeah. oh yeah that terrified yeah. me <laughs> i have that thought every time i get off an elevator yeah it's yeah. like yeah i could just be like half of a person suddenly <gasps> yeah you know like yeah. it cuts you down <laughs> that's yeah. true elevators yeah. are fucking scary that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally true totally true <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, my mother-in-law yeah. was in the elevator accident. What kind? Like what happened? She was a kid, and she hates him now. She'll go on him, but she hates him. Um, it's it was like I don't know. She's she's older, so I mean, this must have been like fifty something years ago. She was in one, and it fucking just it dropped oh like a whole. God. That's oh. what. But the, like the break. It, but the the security measures like kicked in and caught her though. I don't think there were any security measures in it. Oh. I don't think those those popped up until a little later. And she said that what was horrible was that some like an adult like fell on her. Oh wow! Uh-huh. She was like nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got stuck in an elevator <laughs> like twenty girls because we were yeah. so smart our freshman year of college and we're like let's put our whole floor on one elevator <laughs> and we absolutely went too far and yeah we dropped like a floor below the basement and like yeah the fire the firefighters had to come and like pry the doors open and pull us up and out and there was a girl that had like a heart issue and she was freaking the fuck out like we were stuck for like 45 minutes it was awful oh no, that's awful. terrible how many uh, horrible about how many people were in it i think girls. it was literally like 18 Whoa. Like 18 girls yeah it was so so stupid i would never do that again like, that's wild. And, uh, you, and you were in yeah, there for 45 bad. minutes. Yeah. Took that's, him a minute. Were there, was it, was it like a glass? Could you see out of the elevator where there was there glass? No. It was totally enclosed. No, it's totally enclosed. And we knew that we had fallen like below the, the, cause our, we had like a dorm meeting. That's what it was. We had like a floor, like tower meeting and it was in the basement cause there was a giant like meeting area in the basement. Uh-huh. And we, went we like stopped at the basement and then it just went up and then just like dropped again like another like five feet or something um yeah so we were like when they opened the doors yeah we were like looking up at them standing on the basement floor like it was just such a trippy point of view of like being like i'm standing here and i'm looking up at these humans standing above me you know what i mean like it's just so strange yeah did they open the door were they were they just like too many. That's too yeah. many. Oh, yeah, right away. They were just like, all right, ladies, what have we learned? We're like, eh, yeah, yeah. We're all, <laughs> just like, all just crying our eyes. I'm like, get us out of here. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that's, I saw a video one scary. time of a, I think it was in Asia, a man went to an elevator, got stuck, and he was there the whole weekend. And it's what? security footage. 
of inside the elevator, right? And at first it starts out like in real time. It's like black and white. And the dude's like, you know, just sort of like not even really understanding his, his plight. You know, he's like yeah. just kind of playing yeah. on his phone, like what's going on? I think he's like mm-hmm. in a parking garage or something. And then the, the t- it starts a time lapse, right? So it's speeding up time of the video. And it's just showing like what you would do if you were the stuck panic. in a box for like Friday through Sunday evening, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. like He's like organizing his wallet like 70 times, like just like pacing. It's 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 creepy. That sounds oh, terrible. That, that sounds awful. Yeah. So, the was mental there, game. And you, yeah, yeah. In your elevator, Rachel, was there a like a call for help button or a phone or something? How did you, or were you just discovered? Yeah. Okay. They, I mean, they probably heard us like, cause we were right outside the room where we were supposed to be, but like literally the whole tower and we're just like screaming. Um, and, and yeah, there was a button and we had cell phones too. So we were able to, our, our our RA was with us. So really this is her fault. She was the one that was like, yes, sure. (laughs) Great idea. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, I think there was an elevator. There wasn't a phone, but there was definitely a button. And then I think our RA like called probably like building management or something like that. Um, got us out, but yeah, it took a minute, 45 minutes. That was a while. I mean, compared to Brent, the story you just said of being stuck literally for a full weekend, but could you imagine if that elevator was full? Yeah. Yeah, I mean like, Oh no, 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 no. No. (laughs) Yeah. So hot. Yeah, that was the thing that I remember. It just got so hot so fast, and that's why everyone was freaking out because just like the claustrophobicness of just yeah, just, everyone's yeah. breathing up all the air. Yeah, like, yep. like anxiety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, yeah I, th- I think you'd want like I wouldn't want to be alone, but maybe like one or two other people in the elevator. But definitely, yeah, definitely nice. not eighteen. <laughs> And 18 girls. Yeah. <laughs> <Like there> were, <laughs> I'm not saying that, like, yeah, women are hysterics. You know, we're in hysterics all the time. But, like, an 18 women <laughs> scared at one time is not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that sounds oh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, back to this. Um, One, one scene I want to mention is the, the bar scene when they, they go to the bar. Oh, okay. Oh, toxic. Talk about toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Right? It was so unbelievable that that guy would oh. pick a fight with them. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Ray, Ray just comes over and is, yeah, he's just like, hey, we're going to fight now. <laughs> well, also, also before that guy even gets here, I'm surprised that uh, Kyle didn't fight the fucking guy that was supposed to be his friend. Right. Talking about, like, why did you come back here? You're trying to get in the pants of the girl that I've been in love with since we were 10. And she never got over you from that night. And, and everyone here thinks you're a murderer, but how you been, man? After he has already told, like, I don't drink. And he's just like, ah, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like forces a beer on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then forces this awful conversation, and then the bully comes over and is like, "And I'm gonna kick your ass." Right. When and yeah, and he's and he says something like, uh, after, "You know, after you left, nobody in this town was ever good enough for." Her. And I, I don't know. I was like, okay, like regardless of what kind of connection you had with somebody at like ten years old, right? That's. I don't know. That's that's yeah, it's a bit extreme there, buddy. Like that's on all accounts. Like it's extreme for her to feel that way. Yeah. For you to make note of it. Like it's right. just <laughs> one, a lot going on. One, and she tells the cop, like this guy comes back and he keeps getting in trouble with the law and 
And, you know, and at one point she tells the cop, she's like, he's a good man. And I'm like, how do you know? How do you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> the last time you saw him, you were like 10. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's the first time she calls him, though. It's like that, too, because it's like, hey, and he's, he's like, what do you want? Right. <laughs> she, she's like, remember when your mom died? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This whole town has really bad, like, tact. There's no tact in this town whatsoever. No, no none at all. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, that part. Also, I, I just was like, oh my god, I have to bring this up. The fact that like the that character, the woman, um, just sucks. I can't even remember her name. Uh, I'm, I'm Cat. Really Cat was the name of the character. Cat. That's mm-hmm. right. Cat. There is no sexual tension in this movie at all. There's no sex scenes. There's no kissing. There's like literally nothing. So yeah. the directors, early two thousands directors, are like, now what are we gonna do to sell this movie? So the one opportunity they have. <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you're going to say. (laughs) It's when like Kyle gets hurt. So she rips off her sweater Uh to reveal only a tank top to then like apply to someone's wound. Right. And then she just stays in the tank top the rest of the film. I was just like, this is some bullshit. (laughs) There's that scene where she for kitties. That was good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that part. Those are the deleted scenes. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were gonna mention the part in the bar where she's like flying around, and that and and the tooth fairy like bumps a table or something. But there's just a very quick shot where a guy spills water on a woman, and oh yeah, yes, and, but yes. it's like but it's a whole picture. Like she is dri- she is completely yes. covered in like, and she like she rubs her down the titties. <laughs> she like yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. what the fuck. <laughs> No, this guy didn't spill a beer on her. He literally got consent and was like, I will now put, you know, spill this on you or yeah. like throw he, this on you because like, it was not an accident. No, he threw a bucket of water at her. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are like the only two moments of like, all right, sex is going to sell this movie, so let's make it count. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. Classic. Classic early 2000s, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking like- Oh, sorry, Corey, go ahead. Now. No, 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 you. Oh, I liked um, in the police station when Kyle's trying to reason with the cops, he's like in the cell. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't you ever wonder like what the child death rate is in this scene? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I was like, he probably should. Like, that probably is a concern. Like, if all these kids are dying. Like, they're probably... <laughs> like, Unsolved like, murders? Yeah, yeah, like the darkness falls, like like sign as you enter the town. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Must yeah. be like if you're a kid, brush your fucking teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't peek. Don't fucking peek. Yeah. Child <laughs> murder capital of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Unexplained child murder yeah. is the capital of the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's the thing is, like, you know, I think it, it is odd that like. The, the cops seem to be, it's not just that they don't believe him. It seems like they're in denial about what's going on in their town. You know, it's like they don't even, right. they don't even want to hear it. You know. Oh yeah. They're also in denial about due process. Like they just like throw, they literally arrest this guy twice in 24 hours with no evidence. And they're right. just like, you stood in there. You just stood in there. Right. Well, although when the bar guy dies. Yeah, the poor guy dies. I'm like, maybe they should hold on to him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe I that's guess so. true. Although they go out looking in the woods for them, and that guy Larry, who's ostensibly his friend, yeah, the yeah. dead body Ray 
falls from the sky and lands yeah. on Larry. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if they think, you know, if they think uh, Kyle like rigged him up in a tree or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Why they think he's fallen out of the sky? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like, even back when I watched it the first time, I, just, I don't know what this is, but like, I was like, "Oh wow, that is really brilliant and smart that he moved to Las Vegas, where there's tons of lights." Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. "Oh wow, that really does that does make sense." That does, yeah. You know, it just that does make a lot of sense. Yes. I don't know why that's I felt a, the need to no, bring that's a good up. Point. But... No, when when speaking of this being like very early 2000s, when we meet Kyle again as an adult, he's in his apartment or wherever he's at, like popping, popping pills and listening to like the most 2003, like alternative rock. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Love it. We love a bad boy. A tortured bad boy. (laughs) His job. I explain what his job is. Oh, like it just seemed like he repaired flashlights. That's that's like all he did. (laughs) No, no, what did he say? He's in the gaming industry. That's what he said he did. That's right. That. Yeah. Yeah, I th- yeah. Yeah. He like worked on slot machines, maybe something like that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Worked in casinos. Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny, Rachel, like you, between you and Meg, because mm-hmm. Meg had a whole thing where she remembered the movie that, that we watched with her a different <laughs> way when she was younger. Right. <laughs> yeah, hers was funny though, because hers was just like I was so freaking stoned out of my brain, <laughs> and you're like I had a child brain. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. My my baby brain was just yeah. The, so it was yeah. when you said like that Vegas thing really like really got me. <laughs> really profound. <laughs> profound piece of the story development there makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> they really thought this through. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I also like. Uh, there's a weird like their uh, their first kiss when they're children, when she kisses him. Yeah. And then she's like, she was like, first kisses shouldn't taste like blood. And I was like, That's so creepy. I was like, okay, yeah, I guess. Like. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, can we back up even more? Fucking Kyle. Uh, Kyle was asking for it. Okay. Did you see the fact that he? Doug, have you ever had a tooth of a, a tooth that was about to fall out that was as bloody as Kyle's? That dude was literally giving himself like removing his dumb wisdom teeth. <laughs> right. No wonder his kiss tasted like blood because that tooth was not supposed to come out. Right. And he ripped it out of the socket. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't they ready. Lean into that and have like blood kind of coming out of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She went for it. She she's a freak. Yeah, Half a freak. <laughs> well, she knew because he, he was like when he, when he was asking her out to the dance, and then she was like, "I already told my mom you pick me up at 730. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what. Yeah, she's like, and I just need you to know that for the rest of my life, no yeah. one is going to hold the candle to you. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one yeah. will compare to this moment to your bloody kiss. I will never love a man the way I loved you and your bloody kiss. Yeah, yeah this is it. I'm peaking right here. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Also, the age difference. I mean, I know it can happen, but the age difference between Kat and her little brother, I was just like, what's going on here? Where's mom and dad? Where's mom and dad? Yeah. I, was, I wondered that too, like where her parents were. Yeah. 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 It would, maybe it would, uh, it would, um, justify like why she had trouble with relationships knowing that she was in the house with a murderer like at the same time that'd be kind of crazy yeah 
It's like you, you went yeah. to someone's house and left, and then they all got murdered. And you're like, oh, they were in the they were yeah. in the house. Yeah, yeah, that would be creepy. I'm spitballing here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah. Well, and that actress, I knew she looked she looked familiar to me. Emma Caulfield. And uh, I, I reckon she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If anybody's seen Buffy the yes. Vampire Slayer, she had a pretty, yeah. uh, a recurring role in that show. Um, yep, yep. And then I, just looking at her filmography, and I reckon, once I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. She was in WandaVision. She was one of the, like, 1950s women in oh, yeah. WandaVision. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I love actors that have like long careers yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like that's like the dream is like oh man just a steady consistent career right you know what i mean yeah that you know who like, didn't have a long career was that kyle guy kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and he died like a year later or something like that. No, wait he did? What? Yeah. for real he died, what? like two years later of, of a drug overdose oh, oh yeah. no i didn't i didn't yeah. see that oh no <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't even look into him that much. Well, and, and I was talking with my daughters about how he's like the most generic, like if you were trying to cast a dude who like just looked like a dude. He, yeah, that's him. That's it. It's, and, and my daughters were like, he kind of looks like a, uh, like a generic Andrew Garfield and a generic Ryan Reynolds, yes. like had a. Yes, a messed up yes, clone. those are the exact two actors I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people that yeah. look like famous actors and they can get them for cheaper. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what we were like. Looks just like Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were like, we're like, he's a guy, he, like, he doesn't really look like anything, but he kind of looks like everybody a little bit, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, or he did, Which, or like, he did, I, I guess. Like, God, I feel like that just in a way sums up, like, because I feel the same way about that, the actress that plays Kat. Like, she's mm. like, she looks like every actress of the early 2000s. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, the girl, the it girl of the 2000s was that actress and every girl that looked just like her. Yeah. Um, Which also, oh, this is not the same actress, but another movie that kind of freaked me out, The Glass House. Did you guys ever watch The Glass House? I don't think I saw that, no. The the only reason I bring that up is because it was like it was like that female actress was another that was like popping in the early two thousands and I don't really think she's done anything. Um and it's like a yeah, like escape the creepy relatives that you come to live with because you're an orphan or something like that. It's <laughs> in a glass house in California. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe yeah. maybe next time you come back, maybe we can do the gla- that maybe we'll do the glass house. Yeah. <laughs> totally, yes. I'll just keep up the theme of like shitty early 2000s movies that weren't actually scary. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, somebody's got to do it, you know. We got <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just assumed like you guys I was like, okay, so wait, what were the like so yeah, Darkness Falls, that scared me cuz I was still like pretty much a kid yeah. when that when I saw that, but then like early childhood or early mid 2000s that really scared like scary movies that have that reputation the grudge mm. the ring like i don't i those are like it yeah like those are the ring is so fucking scary but i assume <laughs> you've already talked about that <laughs> yeah we actually we haven't done either of those movies actually oh god yeah. damn it okay well <laughs> cool <laughs> Glad we did Darkness Falls. <laughs> no, I gotta say, I really, it's, it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. No. But no. I, I really enjoyed watching it. And like, my daughters and I were laughing the whole time, so. <laughs> good, I'm glad. <laughs> That's awesome. But, 
Because they were also, like, at the very end when they're at the lighthouse, like, like lightning kept flashing. And my daughters were like, is she, is the, they were like, is the lightning not getting her? Like, you know, like yeah, does that not hurt her? Like, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are well, so many, so many plot holes. I'm just like, that is not consistent yeah. at all. Right. <laughs> at all. Yeah. yeah. When I just, uh, just want to mention this because the director, I didn't, I was like Jonathan Liebsman just because I always kind of look up like who, and he's gone on to have a career and it seems like they give him movies. He makes movies that aren't, aren't great. Uh, usually get pretty low reviews, pretty low, uh, responses, but they make a bunch of money. Like they make enough money. Like he did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning he did a movie called Battle okay. Los Angeles, Wrath of the Titans, uh, the, uh, the okay. teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reboot. So he does, he uh, does, like he does these movies that like they make they make money, right? But they're not they're or like not, they they're yeah. not good, and they end up making more money like ten years later because people come back and they're like, oh, this movie's so shitty, but everyone <laughs> watches it. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're lucky. one of those directors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's if he, if he keeps getting work, you know, good for him. <laughs> yeah, hey, somebody's got to do it, you know. <laughs> I there there's something to be said though about like those movies and like those like those TV shows that are bad, like they're not these mind blowing pieces of art or work, but they are still good because they're very like comforting in their genericness that makes <laughs> right. sense you know what right. i mean like yeah. mine for me is arrow like the okay. show arrow yeah yeah it's not it's so cheesy like it's not good but it's like predictable but it has that cheesiness that's just enough to be like ah, all right like i'll give it to this world and like i know that this isn't like blowing my mind but it's entertaining enough right <laughs> did you did you get into the whole Arrowverse, like the flash and 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 what else batwoman and all like all the other shows they have no no yeah. not really not really but um no I, and i didn't even like finish the arrow because i mean after a while so i was like jesus christ what other story can we possibly tell here yeah like there's another villain they want to destroy the city arrow is conflicted right like, <laughs> yeah get him arrow like, yeah you there's know i so much we can do here I, I wanted to, like, I wanted to, like, watch all those DC shows or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think I made it a, somewhere in the first or second season of Arrow. I was like, Ugh. I stayed in longer because Stephen Amell is yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was, that was probably a big draw was just the main actor. Yeah. I wasn't, I, and just overall, like, I like Marvel more than I like the DC universe, like, just in general. I was excited for Batwoman. They destroyed that like that was so bad that didn't even get a second season i don't even oh, think it really? made it past it's like pilot with with uh not cara De- no yeah cara delavine is that who did it no um uh uh, uh oh i could see her name i could see their name was there uh, a bad girl movie made bad and then they girl it and they scrapped yes. it yeah is that yes. right yeah was that because it was so bad no, it's because dis or Discovery, like the Discovery Channel, they've got their own streaming. They bought what was it? They bought HBO and maybe Warner Brothers. I'd have to look. There was some kind of merger or takeover where Discovery yeah. Discovery acquired that property and the movie was already made, but they were like, 
no, we're not, we don't want to spend any more money of, we don't want to spend any of our money on it. So we're just going to shelf it. So they, they just decided like, as, as discovery was coming and like taking everything over, they just like did away with a bunch of projects. They didn't want to spend any money on. Did you remember your house? Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's right. Now that you say it. Yeah. It was that woman and they filmed some of it in Chicago, but yeah, it just, it got canceled like right away. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't make it. I didn't make it that far. I only, I didn't make yeah. it past Arrow. So. <laughs> yeah. No, same. I, yeah. I like got it to like season five of Arrow and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, was there, is there anything, uh, Brent or Rachel, anything okay, else? Question. Yes. Did the Tooth Fairies, ma- was the Tooth Fairies mask made from like smelted teeth? <laughs> Right, what do you, what do you like? That's... He gingerly like slaps it off her face. Yeah. Then, also, like, can we all also like gonna clamor down? Right, like, right, right. They also have to make it clear, like she's still a working tooth fairy. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> she's a working girl. Yeah. <laughs> working nine to five. What a way to make living. <laughs> Killing children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making porcelain masks out of teeth. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that was that was a funny. Yeah, like that probably would have made her look creepier if it was a mask fit by teeth. Yeah, of children's teeth. That would be that would have been that would have been scarier. Yeah, that would have been so creepy. But also well, the line, the the iconic line, what he says to her right before he like wipes her. I think it's actually. I don't know. He has his arm on fire and That's, he like punches well, her. Well, I, I see you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. And he, but and the, somehow he like through breaking the light on the lighthouse. I'm I'm not clear on how he sets his arm on fire with, right, from right. the lighthouse and then punches yeah. her with his flaming arm. Uh, yeah, it was like he premeditated. He was like, I need my arm to be on fire. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a gas leak. Like at some point he falls and the, the lighthouse is, uses gas and isn't electric or something. Yeah. So that's why they went there. They were just going to torch it. But then they didn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that think was, you that would was start weird. from the top and work your way down gassing a place. Right. <laughs> like you like yeah. gas yourself in a corner with that shit. Man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like seriously, like, that was dumb. We're gonna follow the creepy kids' lead. We know that we are just collateral here, and she's gonna take us. But we hopefully save the rest of the town and destroy the lighthouse in the process. <laughs> right? Yeah, we know we're just we're just off-brand actors. We just you know yeah yeah <laughs> we'll just follow this yeah kid's yeah lead. <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't know if the mask was supposed to be made out of the teeth, then it's even like more disgusting because it's like the front of the mask is is like a porcelain mask and then the inside is where the teeth are so she's like she's got them like pressed against her (laughs) she wants to keep them close she's like always snuggling the teeth yeah literally oh god so weird (laughs) because yeah there were there were teeth on the ground when the mask shattered there were teeth everywhere yeah 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 they're like oh this will be so artsy yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's the same guy the one writer who had the vegas idea was the guy who thought to put the teeth in the mask. Next week, I'm super excited about the next couple weeks of movies because next week we're doing 1984's The Terminator. And the following week, we're following that up with Terminator 2 Judgment Day. 
So be sure to check out The Terminator for next week. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at HeadcanonPod, on Twitter at HorrorMoviePod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash HorrorMoviePod. Brent or Rachel, do either of you have a headcanon? Brent, do you want to go ahead or I can go first? It doesn't matter to me. I have a potential too. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go first and then maybe you can close up too. First one, I noticed that when Kyle is held by by the tooth fairy, he knocks her mask off, and she's actually missing a tooth. Okay. I thought... <laughs> so who gets the tooth fairy's teeth? You know? That's a good question. Then, I thought of, like, an origin story where, like, the tooth fairy, like, puts her tooth under the pillow, and she goes to sleep, and she wakes up, to her mom standing over her yelling you're a disappointment to your father (laughs) 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 interest in yeah Yeah. i love it yeah Yeah. love it (laughs) awesome all right well well, mine is just that uh it's very simple it's that because we know larry is in love with cat um but i have a theory that Every man in the town and some of the women, some like lots of people in the town are in love with Kat and she's, she's not having any of it. So you've got all these people there. They're in these other relationships. They're married and they're, you know, they're resentful because they all want Kat and nobody, nobody measures up to Kyle. And, and that's my theory. Like that's why maybe Ray attacked him in the bar is because he was, he was, and even a lot of the cops too. I think the cops were like kept arresting him because they were like, "This fucking guy, he ruined Cat for all of us." So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. What if Cat <laughs> yeah. had like had the, the reverse issue of that Indi- Indiana town, where like, <laughs> like she had the children of everyone in town, <laughs> and then that would fill up that hospital ward more, you know. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I'm trying to think how that would work. It's the opposite. Yeah. It's the opposite situation. She was using her eggs instead of. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> the only. Well, then I think everyone in the town would be happy, or no, because they're not the ones impregnating. Yeah, there's no conflict. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a dumb idea. My my only other my, my only other thought for headcanon was just that the the tooth fairy really loves boobs and that's and and when she's not taking teeth she's spilling buckets of water on yes. on people at the bar yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that was yeah that was that was good remind me the headcanon again is like you're if the world actually existed or like, what are your thoughts of like, if you were in the world, is that what? The yeah. Is? What, what do you yeah. like to imagine takes place in the world of the movie that wasn't shown in the movie? Like a fan fiction. Mm. Like a fan, a fiction. fan fiction. That's a good way to put it. Got it. Got it. I don't know why my, like, this isn't a fully baked idea, obviously, but like I, there's, there's a storyline. <clears throat> there's definitely a storyline with like the little, the policeman, and and his daddy, who's the sheriff of the town, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe even his dad liked Cat, and it's like it's generations of people, yeah. which is creepy because Cat was definitely a child. Um, so 
yeah, no, it's not a fully baked idea, but there's just something uh, that I would like to tease out with the whole like daddy and sheriff and yeah. little boy and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like, every... well, it makes a ton of sense actually because everyone hates him. Maybe yeah. it's just because yeah. everyone else wanted cat. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is. But every yeah. single person, that's, all that's... of them, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, women, children, every, her little brother even was like, I have these weird feelings. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what a fairy never touched you. her or harmed yeah. her. Oh, you know what? That's that's my Shit. head. That's my head cannon. That's where her parents went. They off themselves when they realized they had feelings even for their own daughter. They, <laughs> they were like, they did, they did Thelma and Louise. They just drove off a cliff. They, <laughs> that's. That's my headcanon so of where her parents went. <laughs> and that's why the mom, Kyle's mom, died even, too. Kyle's mom was just like, I have a crush on the same person as my teenage son, so it's, I guess I just got to go for yeah. his own protection. Really? And the, to- the Tooth Fairy's a hero. She's trying to rid this town <laughs> of, like, pedophiles and, like, <laughs> this weird incestual. She's like, look. I knew there's a reason I like this movie. <laughs> It all ties in. And now I'm working on the gray area. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's meant to be. Comes full like, circle. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Rachel, is there anything else? Uh, do you want to plug anything? Or, or you already talked another about the documentary. What's that? I have another headcanon. Oh, I'm sorry, Brent. What's what's your second? Yeah. What's your other headcanon? Yeah. <laughs> the reverse Indiana weirdo guy was just a, that was just a riff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought no. of. A scene where the tooth fairy flies into the elevator of like eighteen college freshmen in the year two thousand three. <laughs> the the tooth fairy is destroyed by everyone's glow stick tongue rings. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you start yeah, screaming yeah, we... and it's all the glowing. Yeah. 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 It just immediately destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, Rachel, is there anything you want to plug? Do you want to point people toward uh, social media or anything else? You know, you can mention the, uh, the gray uh, area. Was yes. that the right, right name? The gray, yes, the gray area is yeah. the name of the documentary. Um, unfortunately, we don't have socials up and running for the gray area yet, but mm-hmm. you can follow me on my account and I will eventually start talking about the gray area and you can find me at Rachel Co. Uh, I spell my name R-A-E-C-H-E-L-C-O. And <laughs> on the early 2000s vibe, Rachel Co. is the AIM messenger name that my dad came up for me when AOL like AIM first happened. He was like, we lived in Colorado. So he's like, how about Rachel Coe? How about I identify my daughter by her first name and then the state that she lives in? Right. Well, see, for me, I just, I just imagine it was like the Rachel company. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Rachel and Co. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have never, never changed it. So that's, that's my Instagram handle. Please follow me. I swear I'm cool. <laughs> do you still live in where do you live now you live in chicago i'm i'm in chicago yeah I missed that yeah, earlier, chicago. Sorry. Oh, okay. yeah. Cool. yeah awesome so yeah that's me cool well thank you for coming on uh rachel we'll have you back maybe we'll do the glass house or or uh yes. another movie sometime and yes i like i said i want to stick on the theme of like bad early 2000s yeah we need more of those honestly so. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Would love awesome. to. <laughs> cool. Well, th- and thank you everyone at home for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>